Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is for y'all. This is another episode of the Android Central Podcast. I'm really, really sorry we couldn't bring you one last week, but we were all just super duper busy trying to get the Pixel 6 reviews ready for today's release. We're report we're uh, we're recording this on Monday. And we did. So now we can actually talk about all of the fun Pixel stuff and all the new camera settings and all the new features. And oh my gosh, I've I've been in love with the Pixel 6, but I will also say I am absolutely bone dead tired right now, so I'm sorry if I don't sound as good as I normally would. I wasn't busy. I was just goofing off. Ah. Uh, just saying. That sounds nice. That is Jerry Hildenbrand who will be joining us. Jerry, did, you, did your Pixel 6 come in? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Did you get the big or the little? More, the big one, the pro. Ah. And yeah. Nick Suttrick, you had both sizes and then you sent your small pixel off, right? I did. And I was sad because it was the nice orange that I love. But you know what? Yeah. I'd rather have the pro anyway. Just give me a pro and orange and I'll be like, you know, completely happy. Orange, you glad you got the pro? Uh, I hate you. <laughs> Please don't tell me it's orange because kind of coral looks pink and I want it to be pink because an orange phone in that shade just looks weird. I, I got, yeah, I got so used to calling the Pixel 4 orange, even though it's the same color. So, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, um, okay, so I have both of them. Nick had both of them and Jerry has the pro. So we're all going to be able to talk about what we've actually been experiencing on these devices for the last couple of days. I've had a lot of fun testing things out and trying to make things break. And I honestly didn't really manage to break much of anything on the Pixel 6 over the course of the week. None of my apps crashed outside of one app that failed to transfer properly from my previous phone during setup. And I didn't even run into any like huge heat issues, even when I was like gaming or taking camera shots for a long time. Because I took off my case after I took like a half hour to an hour of photos and the phone wasn't that warm. Just because uh, Nick was saying that he may have seen issues where it got warmer than he was used to, I put the case on, plugged it into my uh, Pixel Slate 65-watt charger, (laughs) and downloaded 107 apps. And (laughs) it got hot. It got hot. So hot that I didn't really want to touch it. It didn't burn me, but it was too hot to be comfortable. It was uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem to affect the performance any. Okay. Well, you're only going to be installing 100 apps at once, once on your phone, ideally. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how it was for you, Jerry, but normally when the the phone setup process is going on, Google, like, takes its time with it, which would hopefully help with that heat dissipation. Although, yes, wearing a case doesn't help. But... Cases are good and cases give us grip and I need that on a phone that is smoothly backed. I will say the back of the these phones, you do get pretty decent grip for something that looks and feels slippery. But at the same time, that also just means that the back of the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro is smudge prone as any glass backed phone I've ever seen. I've just been using that camera bump, letting it hang from my finger like a hook. Mm-hmm. But it's too high up, like even or maybe it's just that my hands are too small. But yeah, even if I just rest my finger on the bottom of that camera bump, I can't reach the bottom of the screen. So I either have to pinky prop or I have to put on the um, I have one of those um, pull out, pull in pop grips that you can slip uh, that you can use just on the bare phone instead of having to, you know, put an actual seal on it. 
Um, but yeah, I've I've needed a grip with this phone because 6.4 inches for the small Pixel 6 seems a little bit big to a lot of us who liked the size of the Pixel 5, but um, the screen itself looks pretty good. I, I've got big hands and I like a small phone, but this, I, I can't one hand this. And for reference, anybody in a wheelchair is going to have pretty big, meaty hands. I can palm a basketball. To give you an idea of about how big my hands are, I can't one hand the pro. So oh, it the is, pro isn't one handable in any shape. No, I don't. I don't. Form. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal can just gonna one say hand Shaq. the pro. <laughs> but this is definitely I'll be using one handed mode on this phone. Oh, I just use a pop grip so I can use the full screen but still reach everything. But yeah, that makes sense too. But um. Getting back to the screen for a moment. So what did y'all think of the screen? Because I know that we weren't terribly happy with the max brightness, but otherwise I thought they both looked pretty good. Did you notice the color differences in the white balance? On the 6 and the 6 Pro? Between the two, yeah. Because that, I mean, like you you said earlier, I didn't have the regular 6 for very long. But in in the unboxing and the day or so I spent with it, I noticed, I can't even remember now what the difference was, but there was a definite white balance difference between the two. The Pro looked more accurate to me. I think it's just that because it's a very slight difference, I think it just feels a little bit different. For me, it's... it. I like the white balance better on on my Pixel 6 than my 6 Pro. Um, But they're both... Pretty white. If yeah, anything, it wasn't the offensive. six pro yeah, like if anything, the six pro almost looks a little bit dimmer in the completely pitch black closet that I'm podcasting <laughs> in. But <laughs> I, I I looked at that a little bit too. Uh I've got three monitors here on my desk, two OLED monitors and one L C D. If you look at the white balance of a completely white background against the OLED monitors, and, and all three of my monitors on my desktop have been calibrated. It looks pretty pretty close to the same. Put it next to the LCD, and it looks very bluish green. Hmm. So I yeah, think it's just the... an OLED thing that we're seeing here, not not necessarily a out of spec. Yeah, because the six Pro is using an LTPO OLED screen, which right. I still haven't memorized what that algorithm stand uh, what that acronym stands for, but I know that. that it helps a little <laughs> bit with the I'm. Trying to remember, it's supposed to help with making, like, action and making things more smooth because it's related to the 120 hertz refresh rate, right? right? It's a power regulation thing. So yeah. that's, that's what lets it drop uh, from 120 to 60 to 10. Which okay. That's actually uh, something interesting in this is um, there's only three steps versus yeah. Samsung and OnePlus, uh, somewhere around eight, maybe, give or take. And then Apple, I think, does somewhere around 13, 12 or 13, something like that. You know, I guess there's battery saving there if you really wanted to stretch into it. But I mean, I, I'd be happy with two. I, I as noticed, long as this thing is fast when I want it to be fast and right. then saves battery whenever it can. That's good enough for me. I noticed when taking pictures of the Pro that it pretty aggressively dropped to 10 hertz because I could tell based on the shutter speed. Oh, yeah of my camera and i i eventually was like oh let me shut this off because this is screwing my <laughs> pictures up 
But I, there were several I had to try to Photoshop that crap off the display, you know, because I didn't want to go back and oh, take them again. Banding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. I had to throw out a number of my Pixel 6 photos because yeah. of the 90 hertz and it not playing nice with the natural right. lighting that I was photo- uh, photographing in. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to see that with eye, you know, your eyes, whatever. No, so. Like the thing with the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro is they might look a little dim in photos or the videos that y'all are seeing in all of the reviews this week. But in your hand, the only time you will notice anything wrong with the Pixel 6 or Pixel 6 Pro screen is when you are in full direct sun, which most phones don't really handle that well anyway. Yeah, I think there's maybe three on the market that handle it well. You know, it's a little more than that, but you know what I'm saying? I haven't been outside with mine yet, so I'll do that like in next May or something. It is definitely a, a more of an issue for cameras, you know, seeing it outside. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, it's it, just so everybody knows, I didn't get mine until this morning. So, you know, I was hoping I'd so get it So you're still in the honeymoon period. Well, I don't know. It's another phone. It's a cool phone, but it's just a phone. <laughs> I'm in the divorce period already. Oh. Terrible. I want Blackberry to come back, and then I'll be happy. Times uh. were simple. Yeah, we're never getting back to that level of simplicity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the world is too crazy now. I'd be the only one that would want it. Oh, no, you wouldn't. I'm, I'm certain there would be a couple know, of thousand just, people who would really want BlackBerry back. I just want, want them all back. to email and say, no, Jerry, you're not the only one. So go ahead and do that anyway. There you go. I actually saw somebody using a BlackBerry yesterday. I, I did a double take. I was like, that's that's a BlackBerry with a full QWERTY on it. Okay. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Was was it an Android one? <laughs> it was not. It was a BlackBerry, like a proper wow, BlackBerry. Like a... I did. They, they, they must have enterprise service through work. I have no idea, but they ha- were still have using it. To. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I, I didn't know them, so I wasn't going to just be like, hey, how long have you been using that? You know? Well, my old, I, I used to have a ton of old Blackberries. They were my fishing phones, but it got to the point where they were only good for SMS and phone calls. Plus that one brick breaker game, <laughs> you know that was always oh, it. Oh yeah, brick breaker. And uh, you know, at, I, I knew at that point. Well, that's about the end of this, and I didn't even try to buy another one when I finally trashed the last one. It's fair. Well, Blackberries are not coming back, but uh, Pixel Pixel Sixes. So we're going to be enjoying this phone for a long time. We have a lot we still need to get through. We need. We haven't talked to, touched on software at all yet. We haven't touched as much on the hardware or the internals outside of the Google Tensor chip. So we're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to come back and keep talking. Ah, uh, I just love that sound. It means I've given in to temptation and bought another snug, snarky shirt or bought more vintage stoneware for my kitchen through Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and can scale your business from startup to powerhouse. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed, from down the street to around the globe. It means that when I come across a site that I maybe haven't heard of before, because it's powered by Shopify, I already have a login and my info is already saved. Even better, Shopify stores can enable Google Pay on their site, turning your retail therapy into one-click happiness and enabling me to go on a spree at Sockology for new knee-high socks. After all, winter is coming. 
Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, allowing you to reach customers across social networks with an ever-growing suite of integrations and apps. More than a store, Shopify grows with you, giving insights and detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and more. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash ACP, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash ACP right now. Shopify.com slash ACP. Alrighty, we are back and yay, more Pixel 6 goodness. So we're, we're going to start off with the software and then we're going to save the best for last and put the cameras at the end. Because I'm sorry, I know that's what y'all want to hear about because this is the first significant camera upgrade we've seen in a number of years from Google. But we also want to talk about the software and it deserves its proper hype. So this is the first phone launching with Android 12 out of the box. This is the first phone launching with the full Material U design language out of the box. So it's it's been nice to actually see the finished product as opposed to the Android 12 betas that we've all been playing with all summer. Um, Material U is just, I, I'm, I'm in love. I love it so much. It just makes my heart sing whenever I can change my wallpaper and everything on my home screen changes color to match it. Yeah, I'm a total sucker for this stuff. This is, this is the kind of stuff I would do back in like the ROM days and we would mod stuff and like use custom launchers and custom <laughs> oh, icon yeah. packs and all this oh, stuff. Oh yeah, no, 20, 2013 or sorry, 2012 me is totally like in a corner so- uh, sobbing somewhere. I don't see. I, I like I like that I can do basically all of that without having to you know waste yes. days yes. or whatever I even spent on that. I just change the wallpaper and click a button, and now it's I'm like just yeah. glad I don't have to anymore. Yes, this that's the huge oh, thing is yeah. that wow. what what used to take hours, days, or sometimes weeks for us Android nerds is now going to be available to everybody instantly, out of the box, automatic. So that's just awesome. The only the only problem I have with Material U on the home screen, especially, is that the tinted icons, which are still technically, I think, a beta, um, the tinted icons only work for system apps and uh, the Google apps. So any third-party app that gets brought onto your home screen for whatever reason is just going to stick out like a sore thumb. Well, and see, you know what I really like? That I can shut all that crap off. Yeah, you can turn the theme so, icons off. It, you have to turn themed icons on to begin with. So it's something yeah. that you have to turn on. So it by default, your icons will look normal. But you can go into the launcher setting, or you can go into wallpaper and styles and turn it on. And I advise that you do, just because it makes things look pretty. It circles back around to where this is stuff that you used to have to really mess with your phone and break the warranty and do all kind of other things and sacrifice chickens to make happen. Yeah. It kind of works. Yeah. I, I'm, my issue with uh, the themed icons thing right now is that it is still only specific apps. So very much like an icon pack, right? When you download from the play store right. and swap it on your launcher, unless there's an icon to swap out with, it just looks like the normal icon. So if you're like me and basically have a bunch of folders down in your quick bar, half of your icons still look normal and then you got the themed ones and then everything just kind of looks weird. So I, yeah, it, I would love to same, see them improve that. It's the same problem we've had on Samsung phones for the last like eight or nine years 
Because as long as Samsung has had Samsung themes, most of those icon packs only worked with the system apps and the Samsung apps, and not even all of the Samsung apps. It only did a handful of them. Right. So I'm I'm happy that there's slightly more compatibility. And yeah, it's the Google app, so you're probably using them more if you're using an Android phone. But I know that there are ways to do have this extend to all of your apps because iCompact Studio has been doing it for like five years or four or five years now, however long it's been available. And there are a number of launchers that do the same thing. So please, guys, icon masks have been a thing forever. I'm going to assume, and this is just an assumption, that Google will make it, or it's already this way, that you just include a an extra asset in your app that's just a blank canvas, that, and Google can use that to create a background but, rather than just create a mask on the fly. But, Jerry, you'd have to understand, that would mean that every uh, every app developer has actually submitted adaptable icons in the new icon logo or in the new app logo guidelines. Yep. And not all of them have because my app drawer is filled with apps that don't have it and have that ugly white background behind it. And they never will. You'll never get every app developer to get on board unless Google gets heavy handed. So So apply the, just apply a default mask and get over it. I mean, it's, there are ways to make this there are plenty of ways to make this work properly. Google just hasn't implemented them yet because this is a brand new feature. The themed icons barely showed up in the Android 12 beta. I think that was actually beta four and then beta five, but it's something that's going to take a while. And as anything with app icons on Android goes, it's just going to be a long dreary road of getting apps uh getting more apps supported and getting the feature expanded to where there's more compatibility now my pixel 4 died before i could actually really truly install android 12 on it did any of this in fact the beta before that i couldn't install was it is like the pixel 4 or the 5 the same way now that android 12 is out officially or are there still small well, differences? The themed icons were on the other pixels as part of the beta. So I'm pretty sure they have them in the stable release. Okay. Although I, I do have to say that I've just been using the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 <laughs> Pro for the last week. When they when they launched Android 12 for Pixels last week alongside the Pixel 6 announcement, I was like, oh, cool. I got to get back to this. <laughs> so I need to play with that but I've been playing with the new toys first and then I will return to my previous toys. Yeah, I, I couldn't beat my four into submission. It had just been banged <laughs> on the table one time too many. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jerry. I, I should have just sent you my phone, nah. my Pixel 4. It's just been sitting in a oversized coffee mug with a uh, soft satin rag in the bottom. So that way I, 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 uh, I just basically make a phone bouquet on my I, desk. I knew this was coming. There was no sense in spending the postage. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the Pixel 6 is a more than worthy upgrade for anybody who's on a Pixel 4. No, I would say any Pixel, honestly. I mean, for the camera alone, but we'll get into that later. I've only had this phone one day and it's already the batteries lasted longer than my Pixel 4 ever did. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's definitely something uh, that I loved about the phone is, you know, that that first day or maybe even two, I still had that anxiety right like i'm still wondering when is this thing gonna die 
when is it going to give up on me? But uh, Q, what's his face? It never did. It never let me down. Yeah, no, that was that was a very pleasant surprise during the review period. Although it's as a reviewer, it's one of those things of no, I I need you to die so that way I can document how long it took. And the phone is just like, sorry, man, I'm I'm good for another three hours. There you go. Hey, 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 Jim, throw throw a Rick roll in there for our for our listeners. Oh God, no, 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 no. All right, but moving along with Uh, the software, I want to mention two last things with Material U before we move into the rest of the Android 12 features and the Pixel exclusive features. Um, The last thing on the home screen is the widgets. Android widgets have needed a major upgrade for as long as I have used Android phones, Uh and we're finally getting it with Android 12 and Material U. And the best part of that is, since the widgets are part of the apps, not the system, Previous generations of phones are getting access to these new, fun, vibrant widgets as well. Like, when I saw the Google Keep widgets, I just about cried. Because the Google, the oh, Google so Keep good. widget had been ugly so it's long been and so big. Too. Not just ugly. It's just been a bad yeah. widget. Like, it was there because I needed it, not because I wanted it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this I will is definitely agree with so, that. so much better. And the fact that these now have... Um, For things like the Google Keep widget, the the Gmail widget, most of these new large widgets that are supposed to display data from your apps, most of them are adaptively sized so that way you can fit them to your home screen. Although you're going to have to go to a third-party launcher in order to actually do much of that because the uh, the Pixel launcher just has too small of a app grid. Like, you're lucky if you get two widgets on one home screen without before you have to move to the second or third page. Or did do they have a bigger grid on the Pro? Because I think I only I still only saw five by five. I'm looking right now. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know I checked that, and it's not dense enough for my liking. But um, mm-hmm. where the heck is? But it? that's what Same they made third me. party launchers for. And I will yeah. say, I used Smart Launcher Five for some of my um, uh, Material Hue photos because Smart Launcher can do the same thing as the Google Launcher. Uh, for the icons for the widgets it just all looks nice and uniform and i love it (laughs) yeah i i um if i end up sticking with this phone long term i still haven't decided if i'm going back to the fold three or not but if i end up sticking with this long term i'm gonna go use nova launcher because as nice as google launcher looks and performs uh, you know, Nova is... There's just too much wasted space. Right. This... I don't need the search bar at the very bottom of the screen that I'm going to accidentally tap two <laughs> or three times a day. Right. Because it's that close to my thumb as I'm reaching over the screen. And I don't need at a glance up there all the time. Yeah, that's you, an annoyance for sure. Even if you turn sure. off at a glance, it still takes up that top bar and will still do the date and the temperature. Right. And like, what's the point of having these fancy new clock widgets if I'm just going to have that stupid thing sitting there looking at me literally all the time? Exactly. It's kind of weird. Well, that mean it just means that if you really want to explore the widgets in Material U, and I'm hoping that we just get more and more of these throughout the rest of the year and the beginning of next year as app developers adopt the same guidelines. And I really and truly hope that developers are adopting these guidelines because it's going to make your app look better. It's going to make users interact with your app more. And it's going to make users happy because they're not having to stare at some ugly, old, hollow-esque box on their home screen. Nothing makes users happy. Eh. Nothing. Nothing makes (laughs) makes all users happy. 
So Nothing there's plenty that will make users happy. So well, not true. I think that might. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not true. There's a lot here to make you happy. Um, speaking of which, I want to come come and preach just one of the. It's not even a new feature for the Pixel Six, but oh my god, I love call screening. Yep. It is the best. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, it's definitely something that uh, when I went to the the flip and the fold from my Pixel. I was like, Ugh, I, I really miss this. You forget spam calls exist on a Pixel for you most really of the time. You really do. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, why do I have so many people calling me? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's 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 great, and it's been a great feature for a long time, and I love that Google is still continuing to put more duplex features and Google Assistant features into the dialer because uh, what is new for this year is Direct My Call, which will pull up, uh, which will listen to the prompts for any robocall uh, multi-menu interface, like if you're having to call a hotline and it's like, press one for English, press two for Spanish, yeah. um, direct my call will actually give you a list on your screen so that way you don't have to remember which number is which. I can't and wait. And that is amazing. Because the, the place where I pay my water and sewer bill every month does not have a website. You have to do it over the telephone. Yes, it's 2021, but I have to call to pay my water bill or mail them a check. But what's a check, right? Yeah. So I have to go through that stupid menu every time I call. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to pay my water bill next month. Well, I think it's also something that, yeah, I I don't know if it's working with, I don't know if it's going to work with every. It better work. I hope it does. I hope it does, and I hope that because during the uh, during the review period and during the demos, they listed out three phone numbers that you could call to test out the feature. And I haven't called anybody else with a menu uh, with an itemized menu yet. Maybe I'll call the water I try, people I try today. to avoid those as often as I can. Right, I tried calling the T-Mobile uh, service number, and it's it's not a it's not a number thing. It just asks you, "Hey, what do you want to do?" So it's there's nothing for assistant to help you with. And you yell into the phone what you want to do, and it's just it's something different. Yeah, it's not even yeah. like, you know, press one for this, press two for that. It's, it's just asks you for a voice prompt. So it, in that case, well, it's useless. But in those, most cases. And, yeah. and I wrote a little something about this. Those menus, as much as we hate them, are very helpful for businesses. Yes. They, yes, they are. They save them from having to hire five extra people to screen all incoming calls. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But for us... I sat there and I thought, you know, nine times out of 10, you want to just try pressing zero to talk to an operator. The only prompt that's important is to tell you to press two for Spanish. After you've heard that, if you don't need that, none of those prompts matter because you just want to talk to a human being. Right. So I mean, it's a nice lot to of have numbers. A lot of a lot of hotlines have gone away from press zero to get an actual human because it was being spammed for this because i do it every time i press zero instantly and hope that it works. <laughs> it, it just hangs up on you now it's like no yeah. you will listen to the menu <laughs> you will like it yeah well yeah. direct my call is a new feature and i'm gonna love it and i'm pretty sure you're gonna love it too call screening is amazing among the other pixel exclusives this year is this uh the security hub which i don't entirely get why that's being a pixel exclusive for yeah, now because it's weird. a menu that i really wish would come to all of android but it's, for i think you, ahead, you and i looked into this a little bit era the basic functionality is there 
like on my S21, I'm, I got the One UI 4 beta on it. All that information is still there. You can find all that information, but there's no just fancy pretty charts and one push button to fix it all like there is on the Pixel. I think yeah. that's something that OEMs are just going to have to build themselves with the app data that is now provided by Android. Well, especially, I mean, Google keeps touting that security is such a huge issue for, uh, such a huge benefit for Android. And now you can lock things down, especially with the permissions manager and the uh, privacy dashboard that we have in Android 12. Yeah. I don't get why the security wasn't integrated with that or why they weren't like a shared menu. Because all of that should be together. You would think. I just, and and maybe it will be. We have not seen Android 12 officially on any device besides you know the pixel yet so maybe and and it's it's probably a you know quote pixel exclusive feature because i think most other manufacturers already do this it's kind of one of those things yeah right if it not necessarily identical but definitely extremely similar i mean geez for years to be identical you should not have to ask okay which phone before trying to troubleshoot your mother or father or great aunt's phone yeah. over the phone because it's like okay what menu uh what phone do you have okay now let me remember which set of mm. menu instructions you have to go through see i i agree with you but i can also see why phone makers would not agree with you they they want everything to be their own a little bit i don't mind if they add their own stuff to the hub like add on to security hub make it bigger and better please but at least have it in the same place everywhere yeah, I, I don't disagree. It's that's just one of those things. Like, I don't, I don't know how Google will get that uniform on all the phones. It, yep. Yeah. It's you know one of those things that Google could say this is how it has to be done, and then regulators are going to say, "Hmm, Google's telling them even more and more what they have to do." <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much, and it, that's probably more of where the the holdup is on a lot of these stupid little inconsistencies. Unfortunately, in yeah, because just, that that doesn't help users at all. No. Once you get into the settings menu, I I can't for the life of me understand why Google doesn't say, look, here is how it's going to be. Outside of the settings menu, it's your playground. Make it so your users love it and all. But when they hit that gear icon, these are how your settings need to be laid out. Yeah. I would love that. but Or at the very least, these are the order your settings need to be laid out. You can use your own like take on the UI, right. but it needs to be the like the words need to be the same. Right. And the positioning needs to be the same. Right. And the menu set needs to be the same. Yeah. You know, you not, don't have to click through nine different things on one phone than you would from another. I don't yeah. know. Typically for me, if I'm looking for something, I just search. I don't ever look through the menus. And it's probably because I change phones so many friggin' times a year. But <laughs> that's because you just you lack initiative, son. <laughs> Well, most people to... just forget the search bar is up there because we start scrolling automatically. Yeah, you open it and just go down. Nah. Like, I forget there's a search bar there unless I go to the first two places I was expecting to find something and it's not there. It's like, okay, I can't find it here. Can't find it there. Already, search bar, bar. where is it? Right. Where's Waldo? So, yeah, no, I, I wish there was more consistency across Android, but I do like the way that we have the settings on the Pixel 6. Um, the security hub is nice. I wish it had a little bit more. They mentioned something about malware and phishing protect and phishing and spam protection 
And I don't really see as much of the settings for that in the Pixel 6 settings so far. Uh, Those settings are probably going to be in Google Play, believe it or not, because they they would be covered by Play Protect, which is dumb, completely dumb. Well, no, but Play Protect is in the security hub. Yeah, but are the settings for Play Protect? I didn't look. Um, App security, Play Protect is literally the only settings for Play Protect are scan apps with Play Protect and improve harmful app detection, both of which are accessible from touching. Well, then what more do you want? That's all you need. That's just perfect. Let Google, just trust Google. (laughs) Maybe. Trust words, trust Google are hard (laughs) words for a lot of people these days, Jerry. I will say one security thing that and some people didn't like and some people did. Nick, you were having issues with the, with the fingerprint scanner on yours, right? Yes. And I, I'm kind of wondering if this is more of a pro issue because it has a curved edges on the screen or if it's all around. Um, I, I did see some other people complain today in their reviews or just in their uh, you know feedback on Twitter or whatever. But yeah, um, the, the in-display fingerprint scanner was super hit or miss for me. Um, there was See, one day. Been, Go ahead. It's been consistent on both of mine. I don't use the Pro as often as the Pixel Six, but once I actually put my phone, once I put my phone fully over the sensor and my finger lights up like ET, it works. Huh. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it might be, I, I haven't had any issues either. I uh, then again, I I you literally got the phone today, right? So and, how many times have you use, had to unlock it? When I use a fingerprint, I purposefully and thoughtfully put my thumb or my finger where it's supposed to go and keep it there until my phone is unlocked without moving it. I know you don't have to do that anymore. Like on a galaxy S 21, you can kind of just tap in the right spot and it'll work. They've got it down really well, but maybe it's because of the way I use it more. You know, I expect it not to be great is why I haven't seen any issues. So yeah, I I don't know. I I press down and just wait. Uh, The bigger issue for me is that I keep, uh, trying to swipe up because I usually have smart lock on and if you swipe up the fingerprint sensor goes away when you go to put in a pin which I kind of wish it didn't because um, the Samsung 20, uh, the S21 still had the fingerprint on the pin pad yeah. which meant that even if you swipe to that uh, uh, without meaning to you can still get into your phone without having to put in your 10 or 12 digit right. password yeah that's something that happened to me several times too and I didn't really think about that that would be an option elsewhere I figured it was just you know it's it's covering the fingerprint sensor. You can't press the number five <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, for the fingerprint sensor, one other possibility that I was thinking was a lot of people didn't really like the way that you set up fingerprints on the Pixel because the dot moves around so yeah, much. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't know it was moving. And yeah, it lot, kept failing. Default, and I'm like, you don't what? know that it's moving. But if you look at it, your finger or your thumb hides it, but it is. It's moving Probably an eighth of an inch. It's bouncing all around in there like a fishing bobber or something. Well, it's right. trying to cover the whole of the fingerprint scanner or sensor with your prints, trying to get as much data as it possibly can. But so it's it's doing that to try and help get a bigger, more usable, more consistent right. baseline. But it's it's different. But it's also That's something that people might be missing. Uh, and if people miss the edges or have too much of the center and not enough of uh, at the top or at the bottom that could lead to mistakes when try uh, that could lead to incorrect matches when trying to get into the phone. 
So I think there might be some fine tuning to do with the setup process. But the sensor itself, once it's set up properly, works pretty great for me. See, I, I don't use biometrics. I'll take it off eventually. So I, I'm just testing it because I, 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 too, have seen people didn't like it. Yep. So I and wanted to see why. Both Tashaka and Alex agreed that it was finicky. So I don't know if it's just maybe different people's fingerprints it doesn't like. I have a feeling it's probably just not as accurate as what Samsung uses in theirs. Uh, you know what? Well, I, Samsung I, uses an ultrasonic and this is an optical. Right. I have a feeling it takes longer. And yes. that's part it of the It definitely takes longer. That That's a thing. Like this, this feels, uh, I think OnePlus is the other one that used, or at least maybe still uses uh, optical ones, right? Yeah. I think so. Because theirs, to me, theirs has always felt good, except maybe that first generation they used it. Um, since then, though, I haven't really noticed it being slow or inaccurate or anything. This, to me, feels almost like a first generation sensor. Uh, has Samsung always used the ultrasonic one? Um, no. The no. first gen was optical, Wait, no. right? The first no, gen was... They've o- always used- no, they've always used the ultrasonic, I thought. I they thought just you might had right. the first gen and second gen. I can't gen. remember. In any case. I thought they used the regular one the first. I don't know. It still but, feels like a first gen, whatever the tech. It doesn't matter. Yeah. To me, It's it yeah. was really hit or miss. It still is. There's several times today I've went to unlock it and it fails. So, well, I wonder if that's not optimization issues that will hopefully maybe be fixed as they find more and more of like the latent bugs in, uh, between Android and Google Tensor. Maybe well it's it's probably a thing where the longer it takes, the longer the hash is and the more secure it is. That's so also true. If you make it work better, you lessen the security. And there's a balance there. Sure. You don't people don't need I mean, if I was the president of Egypt or something, then yeah, I would I would definitely want the you utmost want a full security. Point match. Right. But I'm just Jerry, and, and nobody cares what's on my phone. I just, you know, there's a balance. They'll find it. There is, but I'm, I agree it takes a little bit longer, which I'm fine with, honestly, because it's still less than a second to get into my phone most of the time. It's just not the instantaneous, like, on the S21, if you put your fingerprint over the sensor before the screen even woke up, you wouldn't wake up to your lock screen. You would wake up to the home screen. Right. It would just be on and unlocked. It would. Yeah. I also don't know whether or not the fingerprint sensor is coming on as early when your phone is like an always on display because you see the silhouette, but I don't know if it starts registering the touch until the screen actually kicks on. Mm, Which I, it actually probably doesn't because the screen, because uh, your phone finger would light up like ET, and it doesn't do that when you're in always on display. I just I know people right now. You know they're trying to 3D print fake fingerprints to try to fool these, this thing. So I can't wait to see how that pans out. Yeah, but if you don't like if you don't like the in screen fingerprint sensor, there's always setting a different pin there's always smart lock because you probably have a set of headphones that you use pretty often or you have a smartwatch you can pair your phone to that and have the phone just stay unlocked so long as the bluetooth connection between those is active right and that's what i've been doing since literally the motorola uh since literally the first moto uh moto 360 it's very helpful yeah I, if you wear a smartwatch and stuff i i kind of forget because i don't typically wear one but yeah that that is a very nice feature. Yeah. No, I I love it very much. 
Alrighty, are there any more Pixel exclusive features that we need to cover here or are the rest in the camera? I'm trying to remember. I, I would say um, go watch Tashaka's video. It's on our yes. it's on our YouTube Please. channel, right? Because he goes over the the translation stuff um, and several other features like that that are um, either Pixel or Pixel 6 exclusive. And I think seeing those in action is probably better than us just telling you about them. But yeah, in, in general, like Tensor... Um, provides a place for the Pixel 6 to do a lot more onboard processing versus having to send stuff to the cloud. So things like translation, things like, gosh, I don't even know what the, the, the call screening stuff, right? A lot of those things are now done on device versus in the cloud. So things are faster. You don't need to be online when you're doing them. Um, they're, they're just better. So go watch that, see it in action. It's really cool. Oh yeah, because the voice typing on with Google Assistant on the Pixel 6. Am I the only one who tried it thinking it wasn't going to be that good and then just was like, oh my God, this is great. I don't actually have to type. Literally instant. It's amazing. Like, it actually got me to use Gboard again. That's nice. (laughs) The only bad thing about it is if you want to use Assistant to do it instead of, you know, by hand tapping the microphone. Uh, and and you have other devices, everything goes off and it's never going to work because your, you know, Nest Hub is always going to try to tell you what time it is instead of type something for you. Well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't have, give a voice command to use voice typing. It's just an icon on no, Gboard. No, but you can, you, you can just. I th- I think it's an option. I just don't right. think it's a great option. Right. Or do the no. back tap like you were saying. Right. That's why yes. I said that double tap on back to be assistant. So I can just tap it and start talking and type. I don't want to be pressing extra buttons. Come on. It's See, 2021. I, I, I wanted to love the double tap tap back feature, especially since they were talking about that tying in with like Snapchat and possibly other apps. But I, the double tap activates every time I open or close the pop socket on my phone, which I need uh-huh. to use on all Pixel 6 for grip, which instantly just made it useless for me because... The sensitivity can't go down far enough to not trigger for that, but still trigger for my finger. You need one of those uh, Z Flip 3 cases with the all that goof that hangs off of it that you can <laughs> hold it with. Yeah. Carabiners yeah. and lanyards and grappling hooks and everything else, whatever's on Hey, there. there is definitely something to be said for actual straps instead of having to pinch oh, yeah. around an accordion. Yeah, there. It's a it's a very good style of phone grip. It's also just a very very floppy and sometimes not that useful because it can't be used as a kickstand and it prevents your phone from lying flat on a desk. But yeah, no, it's double tap was great when it worked, but the moment I put the case on and put my grip on, it just went to to great uh, from great to completely unusable. Okay, you- can we talk about these cases for a minute? Since you sure. went there, don't buy one. They suck. The that's transparent all. cases. Yes, they suck. This is this is uh, this is the worst looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna agree that a transparent case is something that not a lot of people would really think of when they first see those cases. And I also agree that I think the colors could either be bolder or they needed to not be there at all. And Google needed to offer an actual clear case alongside all of these color options because the frosted one still makes the phone look 
weird. It still obscures the phone enough to where you can't instantly tell. That's a lot of words to say they suck. No, because <laughs> here's the thing: it doesn't suck as a clear as a thin case. It sucks as a clear case, but it doesn't suck as as a thin case because it is very very slim and it grips to and it gives like just the barest of lips over the camera modules on both sides. Right. But that also means that it leaves the sides of the camera module exposed. And also because it's thin, it is really tight on the corners to get it on and off. Are you talking about the like rubbery cases, the transparent one? Yeah. Yeah. The, the one okay. that came from Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the actual Google I, case. I like the buttons, right? So that, that's the, the buttons and the like the texture of this case are my highlights. Um, the texture is great, but I don't find the buttons all that good, especially because it takes away that little divot between the power yeah, button and the volume button it and it doesn't does have any texture. So you can't, if you gra- grip your phone with two fingers, you can't tell what finger you're, uh, what button your finger is on. You have to slide up and down to figure out where you are. Yeah. I've just, I've had issues with uh, clear cases in the past, you know, any type where they'll make the, the rails and like the buttons of maybe like a harder plastic or something. And it makes the buttons really super difficult to click. In fact, the, the case for my Pixel 4, I ended up cutting that section off uh, just because I couldn't stand how that made the case feel. The rest of the case was fine. I just couldn't stand the button part. So at least that's fine on this. But yeah, I hate the color. I really do. <laughs> I think I think it's a fine case if you're going for a minimalistic look and you just want to add grip and a, and scratch protection because that's all this case is going to give you. Yeah. It, I don't think it has enough protection on the sides. I don't think it has enough protection of the camera. And it's also 30 bucks for a very thin case. And you can get more substantial cases for that same money. Right. Yeah. I I would like this case. Like I said, I think if the color were different, but. And it feels weird. What's weird about it? It's I know. I know it's made out of some, you know, recycled seal innards or whatever they claim. Post consumer or post consumer recycled plastics. Yes. But it just feels goofy. It feels slippery and tacky at the same time. I hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a little bit of a fan, but I get why it would feel weird to a lot of people. I think a lot of people are very interested in the gold version of that Pro case. Yeah, that was what but, I originally uh, wanted, but they didn't have any stock, so I got the Sage oh, and one. they're not which... going to have any stock for a while. That that case seems to be sold out at Google for the rest of the year. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend the Sage one. It looks very odd. Guess what? Oh boy, what? What? I have that green one too. I hate it. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's I have not... the green one. I have the green one, but I have the the white or the silver six pro. It doesn't look that bad on the white one. I just don't think it plays well with the gold. No, it does and not play well black. with gold. That's what I have is the gold phone. Which color do you have, Jerry? The gold one. Ah, yeah. Which if green if, doesn't look if I were buying one, I would have bought the black one because I think I've, you know, I'm not going to gamble my money on how goofy it would look in any other color, but mm-hmm. the gold does look pretty nice. I will say I, I would have probably wished I had bought the, the gold yellow, whatever the hell they call it. And, and ended up buying the black anyway. But since, you know, it kind of came from Google, I'm really liking You're this content. gold one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get that. And the, Sorry, we keep calling it the gold. It's the sort of sunny Pixel 6 Pro. Whatever it's, it's the gold. sort of... And then... Yeah, sort of not black. 
That's what all these colors are. None of them are real colors. It's all stuff Google made up. Well, all color names are made up, Jerry. That's half the fun. No, stop. You know, this is nothing gold or sunny or anything. This is, it's like cream of wheat. That's a good descriptor. Google cream of wheat. I mean, the highlights are definitely gold. Yeah. Right? Like, if Mm. if I take my case off, okay, the rails are nice and shiny. I, I like that. See, I like that about the look on the 6 Pro, right? But I prefer the the rail style on the regular 6, that like matte. Uh, it, it has a texture, right, Ara? It's, 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 yeah, it has a slight texture to it. It's more of like a brushed feel. Right. And a little bit. And yeah, it's, it's more of a matte finish more than a shiny finish. So there's a soft glow on it but it won't like reflect everything right. the way that the pro does. I, I I'm think... just upset that you had a case on it, Nick, because I know the only case you have is that shitty one from Google. Yeah. The problem is it's so hey, freaking now. slippery. <laughs> yeah. I guess we have, we have to get <laughs> yeah. rid of that, right? <laughs> no, we're good. No. Okay, fine. No. Okay, I... good. Phew. Cause <laughs> it is, it is. Don't spend 30 bucks on that. Ara will show you uh, lots of other cases that are better way yeah, to spend $30. Pick, pick one of the other cases that Ara uh, wrote about. I'm I sorry, need to, my brain I died. need to add like five or six more to the roundup. That'll hopefully be and done And put like soon. a huge 30-point font at the bottom. Don't buy the one from Google. It sucks. I, I really would not recommend going without a case on this phone. It's just too slippery. Yes. My gosh. I Yeah, no. The, the Pro especially, you can't buy the Pro without getting a case. Although I will say cases for the Pro are a little bit harder to find. A lot of companies are starting with just the regular Pixel 6 and then they're going to add the Pro once they see what sales numbers have been. If people you actually know, buy it. I, I'm sitting here thinking, and my mom always told me, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. I've already crossed that line, but I thought of something good to say. They're better than the cases like for the Pixel 3 that were made out of carpet that no, if those you, are my favorite cases. You know, that's because you never spilled beer on one and smelled it a week later. Oh, God. I mean, they were, made the fabric cases machine washable. Those things were, were like fungus and mold breeding grounds. You're probably that's right. Probably why the, that's actually probably why the fabric cases went away this year. Because yeah. we, we still had fabric cases last year. We just didn't get them this year. Well, if you think about, remember, remember when the, what was it, the Surface Book? That, that first one that came out, yes. it had the, uh-huh. I can't even remember what material. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and somebody put it under a black light and was like, like that. dear God, don't ever touch this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I was, we were in Texas and I was smelling the case on mine and I'm like, uh. this stinks. And then somebody <laughs> said, yeah, two nights ago you had it sitting in a puddle of beer. And I don't oh. even remember that. <laughs> so at least I know why it stunk. And I took it off and threw it away. Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's the gamble when you go with a more natural con- material compared to plastics. Because plastics won't absorb materials. They won't absorb liquids. They won't absorb little right. other gross things that smell and beer, turn into diseases. Beer isn't going to affect this nasty case from Google because it's probably repellent. Beer won't even get it wet. It'll just like pool puddle away from it i would assume so based on the material yes yeah i don't know there's a word for that but i don't i can't remember i'm I'm definitely yeah that would be water oleophobic yes that's the word that's thank you google and that's definitely what they have coded the entire phone in that's what probably why it's stinking slippery 
So whatever. Anyway, I, I will be buying a case if I stick with the phone, which I think I will. Yeah, I I know I'm sticking with mine, and I am definitely going to start collecting cases so for this puppy. So you've got all those phones that fold and flip and turn into paper airplanes and everything else, <laughs> and you think you're going to stay with the Pixel 6? Should we get into cameras now? Because that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, hold that thought for right. a second. We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk cameras. Support for Android Central is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, that's the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ACP at manscaped.com. That's ACP like Android Central Podcast. No one likes shaving. It's just one of those chores we all have to do to keep up appearances, but shaving those sensitive areas is a whole nother ball game. Yeah, I went there. Sorry. Manscaped engineered the ultimate body hair trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer swaps out those scary metal blades with a more friendly ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It's even got an LED spotlight on board and a safety switch for travel. Additional blade guard lengths are included in the box, too, because, you know, you can never be too careful. The Lawnmower 4.0 even charges wirelessly, so no worrying about wires getting snagged on something while you're trimming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ACP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And of course, use that code ACP for Android Central Podcast. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Alrighty, so if you want to know why Nick Cetric is considering using a $900 Pixel 6 Pro over his, what, $1,800 Galaxy Z Fold 3 and $1,000 Z Fold uh, Z Flip 3. Yeah, we're top cameras. It's not really much of a contest. No. Like the, especially on the Pro, these are the best cameras we've ever seen on a Pixel. And when you combine that with Tensor's dedicated ISP and Google's computational, uh, computational photography just genius... That turns into pictures that are going to look great the vast majority of the time. Like whenever I'm on this uh, Galaxy S21, I take like a dozen pictures hoping one of them turns out. Or hoping at least like two or three of them turn out. On the Pixel, I don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. All right. So in 2021, right, Samsung made huge strides. Like their, their software is so much better than it used to be, right? But, yeah, the S21 was great. Yes, and that, that was why I was like, okay, the Fold 3 will be fine. I love the form factor. The camera's fine enough. And really, since August, I've been happy with it. But then I started using this phone, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> this is just, it's so much better. Oh, it's better. ruined you. It ruined me. That's the, the, the This is like um, when the Pixel 2 came out, right? So the Pixel 2 um, is the only other one where they really had any kind of sensor upgrade. And even though that was minor, you could tell the difference. And I think some of that was also software. But yes, you know, there was a marked difference in uh, pictures from the Pixel 1 to 2. And this is the same thing. Like ever since the Pixel 2, it's been the same sensor on all Pixel phones. It doesn't matter if you spend 
900 or $300 on one, you get the same thing, right? Okay, and that's sort of a, a strength of, of Pixel phones. But in this case, it is amazing just how much more detail, just how much better the dynamic range is, how much better the balance is. I mean, literally everything is better. Um, I have lots of comparison pictures in my pro review. Um, Tashaka, again, has a bunch in his video that you'll see. Um, he did a, a bunch of video as well, head to head between the Pixel 5 and 6. Like everything is just so much better. Uh, it, it really is. It, it is a generational leap on this thing. Um, now, going into some more phone comparisons, right? Um, zoom detail. So Samsung is really the only other manufacturer that you could buy in the US that competes on zoom detail. So that would be the S21 Ultra or the Note 20 Ultra. I would say both of those are pretty comparable in, in performance in and that twice area. twice the price. Yes, yes, and twice the price. Um, there were several times where this beat those phones out. There were a couple times where those beat this one out. So they're, they're pretty neck and neck. Generally, though, I, I've seen people say that they prefer the way the Pixel 6 one looks. And I think a lot of that is down to processing. Um so that's yes. that's another area where Samsung has significantly improved. And ironically, where Apple has uh, faltered quite a bit. Um, I had not used an iPhone 13 until this review. Uh, I went and visited a friend who has an iPhone 13 Pro Max Ultra Hyper Fighting Edition. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. But anyway, um, I was really amazed at how much better the Pixel, I mean, for me, both photos and videos looked than the iPhone. And I know, you know, there, there's all sorts of praise for the iPhone. I've seen a couple of other reviews that got slightly different results from mine. One that was the complete opposite results from mine. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But um, based on what Shaka said for his review, I think we got pretty much the same results. And that is the Pixel 6 is a better picture and video taker than the iPhone if you are just a point and shoot person. I, you know what? Without without testing anything head to head, I would put a caveat on that. Go for it. Unless you want the only thing you want to do is take portrait photos of people's faces. Okay, uh, portrait mode improved here a good bit. But the iPhone was specially tested. The machine learning language, you know, the machine language. Apple, Apple paid special attention right. to that. Yes, they paid very very close attention to that one spot. So I would really like to see somebody sit down in a studio with studio perfect lighting and a perfect backdrop and on a tripod test them side by side. Yeah, that's because that's I, something I wish I, I could have done a little bit more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple wins there because they should win there. They've spent, you know, billions of dollars making sure they win that one category right well they spent billions of dollars making sure they win two categories the portrait shots because that's what everybody does on social and then video because well, right. iphone has just been killing it for video for x number of years and the pixel can finally actually compete with that which is amazing yeah that's never been and a thing for pixels they've never competed with any I, flagship yeah, video on has video been, <laughs> video has been okay on previous pixels Video looks great here now, which is amazing. Uh, I'm not going to say great, and maybe I just need to test a little more. I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of compression in the video using the 
you know, steady, diff the four different steady modes they have for video. And this is just me. And I'm not outside. I'm I'm underneath just some really bright sunlight fluorescence, taking pictures of stupid things like my pet tarantula, you know, in the dark, hidden corner. And I'm seeing a lot of compression that even my old iPhone doesn't have. This is in video? In video only. The the, the photographs are beautiful. That's so Absolutely interesting. Absolutely amazing. Because... But in video, I'm seeing compression that I wish I didn't see. Right. Yeah. And, and that that was another thing. Um, I, I haven't watched the entire video for this other reviewer, but um, I wonder if there's their complaints are the same thing because mine basically were the opposite in that case. Right. So um, and it's the environment, the environment I'm trying to take video right. in is really crappy. Well, and that's it. But that's the thing we want. We want cameras that are going to be able to actually work in the crappy lighting right. conditions. Yes. I kept taking this phone to various places around Walt Disney World, like at dusk, like, oh, I missed golden hour by 20 minutes, but I still want to try and get some shots off. And most of the time those worked and I had good definition even for shots taken at a distance. Right. I, I you know, I want to say that any video that I took is perfectly fine to upload to YouTube. I wasn't seeing better than YouTube quality playing it directly back from the phone or on well, my computer. And and I expected to see better than YouTube quality. Did you have quality. it set to 4K? Yes. Okay. Because that was the first thing. The first thing that we got to mention on the camera is if you're wanting to take a bunch of videos and you want them to be the super high quality, it it's set to 1080p by default. Kick it over to 4K. Right. And then buy more Google One storage because your Google Photos is going to just <laughs> and then, Yes, it know, is. Having said what I said, go to YouTube and watch a 4K video. If you're okay with that, and if you think that looks absolutely beautiful, your Pixel 6 is going to take video that well. Right, yeah. I'm totally nitpicking here. No, and that's fine. And it it's interesting, though, because in the video I have in my review, um, I, I took the iPhone in three different areas, right? One of them was um, in at my friend's house. He actually walked it down the stairs and around the house with the Pixel 6 just to, you know, kind of test crappy indoor lighting conditions, right? Mm -hmm. A bright window, shining into a dark room, stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, the, rough. the Pixel destroyed the iPhone. I mean, there's not, you look at the, you pause at any point in the video and it's a clear win except for like the one or two areas where it's bright enough sunlight to where it's really a negligible difference between the two. Like the... Um, stabilization was better. You can barely tell he's walking in the pixel video, whereas you can still see a slight, you know, thump, thump of the, of the foot every time he puts his feet down walking, um, in, in the darker room, like the iPhone, uh, blew out some of the areas where lights are versus where the dark areas are. There's a lot of, uh, like you said, compression and stuff like that in the shadow areas, a lot of noise, just, I mean, it looks like smartphone video. I don't know what else to say. Whereas the pixels looked less like smartphone video. And, okay, and that's, that's good. I will agree that, that it does not look like a smartphone video that I'm used to seeing. It looks better, much better than that. I just maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe I expected, you know, I believe them when they said it's professional cinematography. And right. you know, I expected something that you'd get out of a twenty thousand dollar red camera. Yes, and I know. Yeah, uh, I think that might have been setting yourself up for failure there. <clears throat> well, I mean, they they for talking iPhone, they certainly had uh, quite well. the marketing blitz. And I know going into this, 
after seeing the results, I was like, really, this is this is what they were selling because this is not. uh, Yeah, this this is not what they were telling me. (laughs) So I don't I don't know. I mean, I I definitely expected to be wowed a lot more by it. And I think the Pixel 6 won one in the the situations that um, I took it in. Now, if you're looking for the cinematic video, right? The iPhone does that better than any other phone. Well, yeah. So there's no comparison there. If that's something that you want to use, go for it because you're not going to find it anywhere else. It, th- but full auto shooting, the Pixel 6 is better. That's it. That's what I was saying. Like if you are a point and shoot person, you pull out your camera, you take a picture, you shoot a video real quick. Pixel 6 is going to win every time. It's just yeah. better. Uh, last year at Christmas, my laptop bag was, I say stolen, but I, I forgot it. I left it, and by the time I went back, it was gone. And it had a Sony RX100 Mark III version 3, whatever the name of that, the third version of the RX100, which is an incredible point-and-shoot camera. Uh, I I stopped using that, uh, like with the Pixel 4 and forward. Our phones now take photographs that are almost as good as the best point-and-shoot camera you're gonna, you can buy. Right. And the Pixel 6 in particular... I can see it takes better photos than my S21 and better looking photos than some of the ones from the Pixel 4 that I looked at from Google Photos. So I'm pretty pleased. Yep. And um, something that, that I noted, and I wanted to test this specifically between you know the iPhone and the Pixel because Google made such a big deal about it, was the real tone feature. So um, this one is Google's name for their algorithm uh, fixes, really. I wouldn't even call them enhancements. They're just straight up fixes. Because typically, when you use a smartphone that has HDR on, you know, it, it as a photo taking capability, typically it looks at darker skin and sees it as a dark area of the photo and brightens it up, or it uses that as a white balance point and makes things green tinted. It makes your skin mm-hmm. strangely yeah. tinted if you have a darker complexion. Like it's just, it's just wrong, period, right? So Google's algorithm changes look great. Um, you know, my friend is uh, Puerto Rican and Dominican. He's darker skin than me for sure. Don't get much paler than me, really. <laughs> so oh, I think I can beat I, you. I, I, I think your friend was a good example of this, Nick, in, in your review. Because yes. I can picture that his skin tone <laughs> is probably tough to make look right without washing yeah, it out. It, it does not look like what the iPhone did inside. Now, as you get into, you know, daylight conditions, it's there's still a difference. The pixel is more accurate, but it's not quite as uh, dramatic as the indoor pictures. My gosh, the indoor pictures are like, um, I don't if I didn't recognize your face, I, I wouldn't think that was you. Basically, there, <laughs> like, there, one, one of your photos has him at a. Uh, uh, like a shepherd's hook with a bird feeder on it. Yeah, that one in particular. It it's the the iPhone 13 Pro, whatever the hell you called it. I like that your name better. <laughs> it it the his, Super Saiyan. It his, there you go. His skin looked a little washed out and ashy. Yeah, it and the Pixel Six didn't. It was a nice, rich skin tone that I expect is closer to real. It definitely, I I would say. Um, that was the only one, like I said, that was pretty close. Um, the other ones were really just not the, the iPhone just got it all wrong. Cause it like super HDR his skin and brightened it up to a degree that it's just not realistic. Um, I'm trying one, to remember what else I was going to say about this. Go ahead. One other question I wanted to ask you is 
you you show a macro photography of some clovers or whatever you're growing down there. Uh there's is there a dedicated macro mode and I just can't find it? So there is not. Um like okay. on the iPhone in this example, right? You switch to the right. ultra wide sensor and you just pull it straight up into there. On the Pixel and actually I'm sorry, Pixel 6 Pro. And yes, also I was gonna get ready to say yeah, that. And also on phones like the Galaxy S21 Ultra, switch to that telephoto lens, leave it at, you know, that preset 4X, and just use mm-hmm. that to get as close as you can so that it can still focus. And you effectively gotcha. have a macro okay. mode because you're like, I can't even remember okay. how far away I was standing from that thing. But you're the iPhone, you get like two centimeters up to it, right? You get like right on top of it. Right. And what Tashaka was saying in his review is like, while that helps you get a wider perspective, it also introduces shadows. So, you know, if you're yeah. already that close to an object, it's most likely going to have to ramp up the ISO. It's going to have to do a bunch of things that are going to affect camera quality versus if you're using the telephoto lens, you don't have to get as close. Gotcha. And like you can see from Alex's little squirrel test video, right? It's the same kind of yes. thing. Like you can be far enough away so that you're not scaring the squirrel off, but it's still yeah. taking up the whole frame. Like it's super detailed. That's what got me looking through. And I'm like, mine's broken. It doesn't have a macro mode. Yeah, that's the trick. And now I understand. Switched, just click that four and leave it on that. And gotcha. you should be able to get some pretty decent shots. Now, um, the, that, the way the iPhone does that, it's going to get you more detail. Um, at least in the situations. I, we tried it on several things. That was just the one shot I felt made the most sense um, to put in the review. But it it's a pretty good replacement for maybe like a dedicated sensor or using the ultra wide as some other um, phones have done before. Well, yeah, if it works, there's no need to have a special mode that I would forget to turn on anyway. Right. I mean, I, I don't ever take macro photos. So I don't really care about the feature, but <laughs> somebody might care. Whatever. I I there's one reason to care about the macro and the telephoto lens on the six pro because the six doesn't have it. And I honestly only missed it when I was trying to get like really good zoomed in shots because the max zoom on the pixel six is seven X. Yeah. Single seven, not 70. Um, and the max zoom on the Pixel 6 Pro is 20x. But what those numbers don't tell you is that even when you're zoomed in on either of these cameras, the zoom shots look so much better than any of the competition. Yeah. I was I was sitting at Epcot and I was able to film the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom five miles away with the zoom on this camera. And I've never been able to get that to come out in a picture before, yeah, it's, much less a video. It's phenomenal. The, the, one, one thing you have to do for us, Era, is the next time you're at Disney at fireworks time, mm-hmm. uh, v- take a video with the volume on and see if it kills the crowd noise like it would the wind noise and focuses just on the boom. I would love... I have- video yeah you should um, check it because i i tried that yeah. with a bird i went in the park i actually didn't put it in there because i forgot to but whatever um no i have video <laughs> embedded in my review that's it's the finale of the fireworks of the magic kingdom and i am oh. in a jam packed crowd okay well i haven't watched so you all can the videos listen to that. yet okay cool <laughs> yeah it, it worked for well, the bird i tested so spoil I, it so it does work it works as advertised eh, it it killed it, some it, does it killed more of the crowd noise than i expected but it's still one of those things of you can you can kill the sound of like ten or twenty people around you. You can't kill the sound of fifteen thousand okay. people crowded into a half so mile, crowded into a like half acre space. So it's just not as good as what LG did. 
so many years ago with whatever phone they had those Zoom mics. I think on that was the V, I, the V series. There was nothing yeah, else I good never about got to that try phone. That. There I was nothing else good about it, but <laughs> but it, it it did a a, a great job of with the zoom microphones right well jerry zoom microphones just also wouldn't work that well at the magic kingdom because the sound isn't coming from the castle the sound is right. coming from speakers to the left and right and behind but you. it's coming from all around <laughs> google's doing it through ai magic i was just curious how they handled it right but i i, I haven't watched all the embedded videos just yet so yes so i will watch it speaking of ai magic there are several new features in this um i'll list them off real quick and then i guess we can dive into them right so we have magic eraser um, we have two new um, motion modes, which is a brand new tab on the camera carousel that includes long exposure and action pan. Uh, and then there's also face unblur, which just works all the time in auto. Um, we can go into magic eraser first. I think I think that's all the ones, <laughs> right? Yes, please. OK, I think that's all of them. And I'm also going to I'm going to say something bad. And I I didn't try any of the motion shots. Um, I don't think I tried face. Check my review. I have some in there. I I put one of Tashaka's in there as well. I saw yours and I was like, okay, it looks good. I don't know if I need to go into crucial amounts of detail in a 5,000 word review for it. (laughs) Yeah. But Magic Eraser is straight magic. Linus Tech Tips. uh, I don't think it was the hands-on. I think it's their actual review. They came out this morning. I just was giving it a quick look. They took a a photograph of inside their office and magic erased everything. And it actually worked. It was just a blue wall left. Yeah, I'm I'm uh... well, but that only works really, really well for solid backgrounds, which is what the um, my sample of a magic eraser in the Pixel six review showed because I did it and I I photoshopped out or I magic erased it out all of the people standing around me or behind me in the distance of the shot while I was taking a selfie by Spaceship Earth. And for the most part, everything in the foreground comes out pretty easily. Things in the background are things that had a complicated background behind them that were like changing colors. You can see a little bit of the, okay, I think you blurred a little too close together. Right. Or smudged in the wrong way. But other like, but, but like for social media, Magic Eraser is golden yeah and that's it it's like so, so this is effectively if, if anyone's familiar with photoshop this is effectively the healing brush tool or the content fill um right the, I, yeah whatever words they use for that um it, clone stamp tool yeah well it's a little different from clone stamp it, it's more like the healing now, tool era yeah. in, in your review you're in front of the epcot ball and you've got yes. two photos you magic erased those people on the left to the photo that shows on the right, it's the same. Yeah, I photos. I photos. Okay, I photoshopped. I'm bleeping incredible. It's it's amazing. Yeah, no. And it, that's another one. It does it all on device because of Tensor. It's fast. Like it, you you circle. Well, you can. I, well, okay. It probably depends on the object. For the most part, though, I would say it's fast. You load up the photo. It takes a couple of seconds to scan it, and then it identifies ones that it'll automatically erase. Like it'll highlight. Here's six people in the background. We think you should erase. You can press erase all and boop, they're all gone. Now, I, yeah, I can no, see it's... a few artifacts where it's screwed yes. up in Era's photo, but that's because I know where to look because I see the other photo. Right. If I didn't have that for reference, I would think, holy effing S, this is amazing. Right. Yeah. And and it's it's amazing how smart it is with object recognition, too. And I think 
So that is really what separates it from something like Photoshop's healing brush tool or content fill, right? You actually, besides the automatic um, identification, you can either scribble in, like color over an object, or just circle an object, and it will then highlight it in white and then take it out. And, you know, you can always undo if it's the wrong thing or something. But for the most part, it it will figure out an object. Like it figured out a mailbox, a fire hydrant. I've tested all kinds of things. It just knows. (laughs) I got to do a selfie against a white wall and erase myself. I, I did, Jerry. did you did you see the one the one I put in mind with my friend where he like yes. had his arms up in the air? We, we were like, yes. let's see how far this thing can go. And I just all right, let's let's circle this spot. Oh my gosh, your arms gone. They're back to the future now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There is one thing I want to say about Magic Eraser and the non-automatic portion of it. Cause yes, you can scribble and draw things in. One thing that's important to note, you're going to want to zoom in off you're dealing with any small details or do, dealing with anything on the edges of the screen. Because when I was trying to Photoshop or when I was trying to magic eraser out all the people like on the very edges of the photo, I kept accidentally tr- about I, I was about to hit the back button about 10 or 12 times. So you can zoom in if you use two fingers at the same time. Don't think you can tap zoom on this. Uh, but you can zoom in, zoom out, and it Magic Eraser works great for fine details. If you get, if you're willing to get up close and precise with it, yeah, you can you can fix it up quite a bit. It really does. And like Tashaka's example of the the dumpsters in front of the the baseball stadium, there's there's artifacts in there. I'm sure you could probably keep circling it a few more times, and it'll eventually clean it up a bit. But yeah, it it really does a great job. And I think as long as you don't use it for extreme examples all the time, you're probably going to be impressed with it. Yeah, I photoshopped out about 12, maybe 30 people. I wasn't going to be able to magic erase out like the 500 people waiting with me for ca- uh, for fireworks at Cinderella Castle. Right. See, I totally so, would have taken the time to just magic erase everything. This I is have the pictures and I can try, but I, I had other things I needed to get done. Yeah, because that's going to take a while. Well, nothing would be more important than me enjoying playing. So, so I'm I'm <laughs> planning I'm planning on doing a deep dive on Magic Eraser to see what the limitations are and all that stuff. So I'm definitely I'm going downtown Asheville. I'm going to go to the Drum Circle and all that crap. <laughs> it should be great. Well, and it's important to note you can use this on pictures you've taken on previous devices. Oh yeah, that too. I forgot it's about exclusive, that. It's exclusive. You can only edit them on the Pixel Six. But you can take them other places. Right. Yeah. So you can go grab all your old photos. There's no extra depth data that the Pixel 6 takes that enables this. It's or, simply. Or, or Google has been getting extra depth data for a while now. And yeah, that's that's possible. They didn't but, know what to do with it. Right. I tried it on like, you know, non Google phones. Right. OK, that's what I was just going to ask. Yes. Have you tried it on? a? OK, yes, I, I did. That's what I tried it on one at first. And I was like, wait a minute, this works. How many other photos of this work on? It works on all of them. It doesn't care. Yeah, you can does you it, can go Photoshop your ex-boyfriend out of all your Vegas photos. It's does good. it do a good job. On older photos, it does the same job as newer photos. Huh. It's really no different. Yeah, no, it's Google, older, new. It doesn't care. Pixels are pixels. On. That's AI, man. AI. All right. Yes. So the the motion stuff, right? Um, people who have kids, uh, I don't think it works as well on pets because I tried that and I still got blurry pets. But definitely, human faces uh, will be unblurred thanks to the face uh, unblur technology, right? So it's. I, I'm assuming just like everything else on these phones, these things are literally taking pictures the moment you open the camera app. 
you hit that shutter button and it takes a sampling of all the ones roughly around that time period, finds a clean face effectively and shops it right onto your person. And it doesn't look weird. That's the nice thing. It just looks like a clean face and everything else might be blurry. <laughs> I, I was um, I was hanging out with family and we had like, you know, cousins and all that stuff over. And I tried it with several of the kids. They're between ages two and seven. And I got clear pictures consistently. It was really awesome. Like it, it does a great job. I can't wait to get to try that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see if you uh, come across the same scenarios, like if, if it works just as well for you. And like I said, it's it's just enabled on auto. You just take a picture and it works. I, I mean, I've, I've got granddaughters that are just powered by, I don't know, cocaine and evil. I don't know what <laughs> makes those kids. They never stop. So if this can make their faces not blurry, this, this would be pretty amazing because no other phone can do it. No, and that's it. It's like this is a big deal because this is the weak point for most phones. Like... At this point, it's like, yeah, every phone takes fine enough pictures. You know, every phone does fine enough low light, does fine enough video. But the crux is always, I can't take a picture of my kids because they won't freaking hold still. <laughs> right. So that's. And you're not allowed to like nail their feet to the floor. Right. right? Well, even, so, even then, they still wriggle their heads. So you still can't yeah, get a picture well, of them. Um, I got plenty of nails. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. I love kids. I know. I know. Um, all right. So when you do want blur, you have long exposure shots and action pan, right? So long exposure on the surface doesn't seem like anything special. The difference is, unlike most phones where you've got to stick them on a tripod and not move them for two minutes or whatever the exposure is, this is meant for you to freehand. So same deal, you know, crazy Google voodoo magic. It takes a bunch of pictures in that time frame. It takes the cleanest pictures of the environment and then anything that moves, it attaches longer exposure blur to them. So Shaka's example of this freeway is great. Um, I didn't see one at night, but, you know, even during the day, it's like the entire freeway is crystal clear. And then the cars are all purposefully blurry because they're moving. Um, and then the action pan one, it's funny because I took this one before I even like swiped through the example carousel and didn't realize that one of their examples is literally take a picture of your kids on a swing. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. And it, it, it's the same thing with like face on blur where you have a nice, you know, crystal clear face depending on the shot, sometimes the rest of the body too. But the point is, you know, you're, you're looking at a picture of them looking at the camera or something. The rest of the scene is blurry with movement. It just looks really cool. And you can do this with a bunch of other objects too. They used like a a car driving, probably doing donuts or something. I don't know. They, they had a couple of different examples in there, but just really interesting stuff that they're doing now with computational photography that is more purposeful. And you probably won't use them more than once or twice a year, you know, but they're really cool to have and they make really fun shots. The uh, action pan shot that you've got in your review of the kid on the swing, I assume that's your son, daughter. Yeah. It looks unnatural because it's something we've never really seen before. Right. Yeah, It's it has a unique well, look. Well, it's something we've only seen in, like, movies when they right. freeze frame at the, end of the sh- at the end of the happy ending. But, I mean, seeing this in a phone review is just, I mean, I had to stop and I had to look at it and I'm like, why does this make me feel uneasy? <laughs> and I realized it's because this doesn't belong in a phone review. 
We've, <laughs> phones have never been able to do this kind of thing before. Right. And now they can. Yeah. It's it, the, the way it, it goes back to the magic eraser thing. They have gotten object identification down to a science. Like yeah. it's just, you don't have to do anything again other than switch to the mode and click the button. There's, there's no tapping to focus. There's no, let me select this kid as the object I want to, you know, unblur or whatever. It just, Hey, here it is. So they just, they nailed point and shoot. They absolutely nailed point and shoot. Which is probably the most important thing they could have done. Sure. Yes. And like all of my photos in this, I don't change settings at all because nobody's going to change settings. Nobody dives through the menus. You got, no, uh, I, I say nobody. I don't mean not power users. I mean, uh, most people who get a phone don't even change the friggin' default ringtone. Okay. They're not going to change <laughs> camera features. Well, it's not so much changing camera features, but because they give us the two sliders on the camera when you're in the viewfinder, we have the brightness and the darkness uh, sliders. And then this year we have the color temperature slider. If you do, I could see people doing slight color temperature things if it's like, oh, this looks a little too blue or this is a little too dark. Let me try and brighten it up and make it look like it's still daylight outside. Maybe. But that's not but that's not like really part of the settings because it's just something that's going to go away the second that you close the app and reopen it. Right. I think what Nick meant is like, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Right. Four or five years ago, I was in a, a cabin way out in the middle of uh, a national park. And right behind our cabin was a waterfall. And uh, I took a tripod and some Sony phone I had, went back there and played with all their pro features and got a really beautiful picture of this waterfall w- uh, with a long exposure with the waterfall, like the veil. Yeah, it looks you, nice, you know nice and soft, right? Right. And, and it took a solid five minutes of fiddling and then taking 20 or 30 p- pictures that I didn't like to get one I like. Yep. Now this phone just can do it. You just yeah, you just walk the over and, and switch the motion and tap it. And you just hold, yeah. you know, hold it in place for however long it tells you to. So this might get people to use some more of these features right. and settings. I will say it. I love that the computational and the processing, because of Tensor, things are take less time. Night Sight, for the most part, takes less time than it used to for most of the shots that I was taking. And that's great <laughs> news for me because I have like, very slight tremors in my hands. So holding a phone in the exact same spot for 5, 10, 15 seconds doesn't really work for me. So Nightside has been useless on every pixel I have tried before this. Interesting. This is the first pixel that I actually could use and enjoy Nightside. I have never and heard I of that still before. Get a couple of missed, I still get a couple of blurries, but I do get usable Nightside prints. Funny story. It's been so long since I took a Nightside photo that that was one of the first pictures i tried to take here i thought it was broken because the image in the viewfinder looks so grainy i'm like well this feature sucks and then i took the picture and i'm like yeah this looks like gar- whoa wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> and then boom it snapped right in it's wow yeah it's pretty sweet i i think that um processing time is is lessened because of tensor as well like I, I i'm i think so but i was expecting it to look good in the viewfinder I don't know why, but I just was, and it didn't. And I thought that this, well, this is another feature that Google promised and is not going to be able to deliver. This is horrible. The old ones was better than this. And then I took the picture and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, for Nightside, it's a matter of it's post-processing. So Mm -hmm. you're never going to see it in the viewfinder. 
Right. I didn't think about that when I was looking at it. I just wanted to complain. I tried to find something wrong with this. I really I did. did. I tried. It's very it's it's a lot more difficult to find something wrong with it than, you know, yep. any well, really anything the only, else. The, the only thing I can consistently say is potentially wrong with the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro is that it's only 500 nits brightness on the screen, which isn't a deal, deal breaker because indoors and in most outdoor conditions, it looks fine. It just means you can't you're just going to need to shade your phone a little bit when you're using it in direct sunlight. Yeah, if you're somebody that spends a lot of time at the beach, you might have a harder time using the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like outside of those cases, you're probably not going to run into too many scenarios that it makes don't you know don't a make or break difference. Don't use your phone at the beach. Well, just agreed. Don't. Unplug and just enjoy the beach, dang it. Right. Right. Um don't. I mean, if you're going to take your phone to the beach at least Please, please, dear God, buy silicone plugs for all of the orifices on your smartphone before you go out there. Because you do not, like, sand sand in your purse is one thing. Sand in your smartphone is another, and it will screw things up very quickly. Yeah, I I I think. meant that at the beach, you can't take a single photograph without something in the background that somebody wishes wasn't there. Magic eraser, man. But that's what there magic eraser is yeah, for. Well, see, okay, y'all need to work for Google. Oh man, there it is. All right, last camera feature that I can think of is the front-facing speech recognition feature. I forget the name. I can't find it in my review. Whatever. Oh, for yeah, when, for when translating. You're, when you're vlog, no, no, when you're like vlogging or whatever, you're holding the camera, it's looking at you, you're talking to it. Um, it will drown out background noise based on what it reads your lips saying. Which is really moderately creepy, although that's yeah. Shaka had a sample of that. Well, like yes. I said, I haven't been well. able to watch all the videos yeah, yet. I've been busy I, this again. Morning. Like we said earlier, go watch his video. He has all these examples in there. It's great. You will see all of them. But yeah, it, it that's it. it. It looks at your mouth. It matches what it thinks it's reading up to the audio, and then tones everything else way down. And it works. It's awesome. Oh my god! I'm gonna stuff my mouth full of marshmallows. Do it, and then I'm gonna turn the front facing camera on. Oh, and I'm it's gonna, gonna be the so Constitution. Fun. Well, I I need to use it more around Disney because God knows there's so many vloggers doing stuff around Disney, and I'm if if it, if it can drown out the noise of a theme park, then this phone is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Now, will it work when you're wearing a mask? Probably not, based on the you know yeah. specs of the feature, because I think it actually does need to read your mouth. Yes, it needs to read your right. lips, but masks are only re- required outdoors at Disney now, as I am painfully reminded every time I walk through the gates. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a cool feature. It's another one that's like, dang, this phone just feels smart. I want to see that computational. I want to see that applied to Google Meet. Because imagine if that could pair with your webcam and your microphone. Right. If you're in like a crowded cafe or something, that would be game changing for any video calling service. And for the Pixel 6, it's just, what we've seen so far of it is beautiful. And I have no doubt it's going to continue to impress us as we keep using these phones. I can't help but wonder, this sounds like a feature that Google's just showing off. Using the... Uh, you know, some sort of smart algorithm to detect what you're saying based on being able to read lips is a whole lot dumber than just measuring the amplitude and knowing what is your voice and what isn't your voice, which is how every other, you know, like 
NVIDIA sound or, you know, a lot of microphones come with software that kills background noise. There are a lot of other ways to do it that are a whole lot simpler unless Google has something more in mind and needed to know how to read lips. Well, I had to turn off, I had to block mic access on my Pixel 6 this morning after uh, Assistant had picked up somebody speaking on my TV and voice called my dad twice in the span of 24 hours. Oh my gosh. So Assistant assistant will tell your, well, can, can detect your voice, but it's still one of those things of there's only so many voices in the world. And if somebody else with the same timber is speaking behind you, that won't get uh, that yeah. won't get drowned out, but the shape of your lips helps it realize, okay, your face is making that, uh, your lips are making that sound, your jaw is that far open, so this is the sound that should be coming out of your mouth, and we'll pop that up. I'm just trying to think of a way to fool it. Like, maybe I'll move my lips without talking and have my wife talk off camera. Hey. Oh, find a ventriloquist. I was going to say we the same thing. We need a ventriloquist thing. to go test this. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the limitations are and, and how minute the movements have to be to, maybe to it can it. read like the little howdy doody puppet's mouth opening and closing too <laughs> that would know. be amazing never know no you never know Alrighty, so i believe we have come to the end of our pixel 6 wrap up i'm sure we're going to keep talking about this phone for months to come because this is only the beginning now that all of us, now that all of you can go out and purchase your phones, if you pre-ordered, you might have your phone by the time you're hearing this podcast. Yep. And we're all just going to be diving deeper and deeper into what this Pixel can do and what, if any, of the, are the limitations of Google Tensor or the AI features that Google has just cram-packed into here. Real, real quick uh, on Tensor, Nick, performance, what do you think? I didn't run into any issues at all. Even and, like you were saying, when it got hot, I didn't even notice it slowing down. I played yeah. Call of Duty Mobile for like an hour. A- as good as the Snapdragon 888, you think? As far as I can tell. It's as fast as my S21. So and, yeah. And the screen density on these phones is very high. It's in the yeah. 500s. So we're talking very high resolution, something that would you know kill a crappy processor. And it, it uh, yeah, runs I, like butter. I, I'm <laughs> seeing better than I expected. But like I said, I've only had this since this morning, so that's why I wanted to ask. Yep. And now you've... I don't, I don't base anything on benchmarks. I don't give a crap about benchmarks. Right, so right. maybe somebody Preach. did that already. I just, yeah, I'm not interested benchmarks at all in benchmarks. Are, <laughs> benchmarks are abstract, and we need real world yeah. usage. Well, ben- benchmarks are are good for a lot of things, but when you're a company like Google and you use software trickery and AI to do so many things. The, the 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 speed you can crunch numbers no longer becomes the you know the end all be all yes yeah. i mean I, I, if if you want a great example on the nvidia side dlss like you don't need crazy right. fast processors and stuff to raw crunch those numbers software stuff is smart enough the ai stuff is smart enough to handle that better than the raw performance can do so that's why i'm like Benchmarks are great. You know, it'll be nice to see what it compares to. But in the end of the day, I just don't care. It doesn't really matter anymore. Or yeah, it matters I mean, very little. <laughs> it matters very little. I even swapping through like five or six apps quickly because I was dealing with Twitter and Reddit DMs and Slack DMs and going through my notes, even swapping between multiple apps multiple times in a very short period of time. 
I didn't crash anything on this phone. And the only time I have seen any app crashes was, as I said, towards the beginning, because of an app that improperly transferred over. And once I cleared the data, that worked great too. Everything has been smooth. Everything has been consistent. We just got to hope it stays that way once all of our data is fully installed and we have started caching months and months of app data for 100 or 200 apps that are on your phone. I mean, yeah, knock on wood, day one, uh, I had the crash I've seen before because Play Services needed updated. Uh, Google, you should just do that. As soon as you turn a phone on, it needs to just update Play Services without even checking. And, and nobody would ever see that anymore. And one game won't play. Other than that, everything seems fine. And I mean, you know, dumb stuff like stereographic camera apps, you know, where you cross your eyes to see a yep. 3D image. I've got one of those that I bought years ago, built like for Android 4. It works and it works like it's supposed to. That is impressive. I'm trying to think of the apps that I used eight years ago and how many of them are still functioning. But yeah, it's for Tensor, it's going to be, this is going to, we've had the short term now because we've all been using it for a week. Now we just need to see how it works long term. And y'all are going to have to take that journey with us because we can't test what we don't have time for yet. Right. So we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about long term performance for the months to come. But for now, please check our written reviews. Please check our video review. It is awesome. And RT and Alex and Shaka just, busted their butts getting that out the door in time. So I please come and read, please come and watch, see why we love the Pixel 6 and not just because it's Google, because I'm sorry, Google lost the right to get that pass three or four years ago from me. And just remember that I goofed off while all these people were working hard. I it's just okay, goofed Jerry. Off. I get I get played to goof off. I sat here and played video games. No, yeah. I didn't. Hey, it's Techtober, and there are plenty of people that playing video games is a full-time job this month. Yeah, but when I play video games, I'm usually three sheets like it, in the it wind. It was for and... me two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. you were viewing all those VR games. I had like four reviews in a week. It was obnoxious. And my condolences to anybody on the iMore or Windows Central teams that is just having to play game after game after game after game this month. That would suck. The end is in sight. <laughs> that would suck. It would take all the fun out of it. Yeah. Gaming is supposed to be get wasted and play Rainbow Six and <laughs> just not care. That's what but companies want to have the hot holiday game that every, every kid is going to ask for, even though kids don't really buy physical video games that you can put under a tree anymore. But yeah. Take it from me. Buy your kids Rainbow Six. It's an old game. Only cost you like a buck. Just do it. And we'll all play Rainbow Six together. Alrighty, before we get to what's making us happy, I totally forgot, but Nick, you want to walk us through the VR stuff we had this week? Because I oh, feel like we okay. had an announcement today. Yeah, so um, it was not an announcement, it was a leak. Um, oh. So we, we've seen the Quest Pro leak before. Um, this is the most maybe official feeling. Um, so just like with the Quest 2 uh, last year, right before Facebook Connect, which is their annual AR VR conference that's happening on the 28th. Um, we saw a bunch of marketing videos get pulled off a server somewhere, and it's very clearly a Quest Pro, even though it doesn't say it. Uh, pretty darn different looking headset. It looks a lot sleeker, I would say. It's, it's definitely smaller. 
Um, they stuck the battery around the back of the headset. So, um, and, and the headset, like the head straps itself look a lot more like the elite strap. So you basically, you know, pull it on your head and probably adjust it via knob. I would guess I don't show that in the videos, but more ergonomic. Basically, it looks like it's maybe lighter. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see if, if it actually gets officially announced. Um, the more interesting things for me, uh, number one, the headset, I'm guessing, has cameras all around it because it apparently can do full body tracking if there's a looks like if there's a mirror present. I mean, again, this is a leak, so we don't know 100 percent. But in the videos, it very clearly shows somebody in front of a mirror. It's showing that tracking their whole body. Um, and that's you know something that hasn't been done yet on these headsets. There are other ones that have attempted it, but usually you need additional sensors or something like that. This just needs a mirror. So they're using their crazy camera tech. This all goes back to the AI stuff, right? We talked about with Google. They, uh, well, what? I mean, for, for, for capturing, I'd almost ha- rather have the sensors because mirrors that big for any room that you're trying to do like actual VR gaming in those mirrors would be expensive. Yeah, and they probably get broken too. I, I don't. It, yes, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm gonna put this yeah. giant breakable thing close to where I'm holding my hands or my controllers. Yeah, we'll sure. have to see what the limitations are. And I, then it, Jerry snipes you in Rainbow Six, and you get mad and throw your controller and break it all. That's right. Yeah, that, that's um, how it will happen. <laughs> exactly. No, no, it won't. The the controllers um, are quite different looking. There's no halo ring around them anymore, um, and they. Based on the previous leak that we saw, they actually have cameras around different points on the controller. So it looks now like the cameras, I'm sorry, the controllers track the same environment around them as the headsets do. So this means it's three-piece inside-out tracking, which tells me there's some sort of processing going on in those controllers. I I don't know how it could process all that visual data from just the headset. There would at least yeah, be, I was going to say yeah, there would be a lot of latency at the very least if you're doing that. So I, that's another one like I'm looking forward to seeing the official announcement because that's pretty crazy looking. Um, let's see what else. It looks like it comes with a charging dock, which is cool. Um, I'm sure Anchor won't be very happy with that, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's still going to be a need and a market for charging it on the go. Yeah, it it looks I mean, you know, again, I I can only base it off the little animated videos we got, but I'm assuming based on this, it kind of looks like it's got a built in rechargeable battery. You just drop it on the dock and it charges it. Um, They showed some workspace stuff where somebody was using the back of the controller to write on a whiteboard. So there's a lot of really interesting tracking stuff going on with these controllers that the current ones cannot do. Uh, Definitely fewer movement limitations. And I'm assuming probably less or maybe no blind spots like right now you know if you pull the controller behind your head your headset has no idea where it is because it can't see the thing it can approximate via those gyros and all the other sensors in there but for the most part firing a bow and arrow right you have to do a, a movement straight back don't move it too much typically you're not holding it that long but there are definitely limitations now that these probably will get rid of uh, there's no pricing or anything on this or date or anything attached to it. I think the assumption, though, is October 28th is in uh, three days. They'll probably announce something then. Uh, we already had the VP of Facebook tease the thing two weeks ago on uh, Twitter. So uh, probably Facebook, too, but whatever. So, you, you know, in the article, you can go check it out. It's got a picture of that at the bottom. And then, of course, all the animated ones up top, they all line up. So I, I imagine... 
we will actually see this announced this year. Probably will not launch this year unless they straight up lied to us. So we'll see. Well, I mean, it's not above Facebook to just straight lie to us. But I am very interested in seeing more VR stuff out of Facebook, especially as they keep throwing everything at this so-called metaverse. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I've, I've heard the term. I've heard the buzzwords. I'm just not buying it yet. Yeah, we'll see what they do. And they're also supposed to be rebranding Facebook. Um, I'm, yes. I'm assuming it's probably going to be like Google, how they did the whole alphabet thing. And it's a holding company that, you know, is parent to all these other Google companies or whatever, because it's a tax shelter or who the heck knows what reason. Right. But my guess is they're probably doing this more for uh, monopoly evasion and other things like that than what they're telling us. Well, but the problem with that would be if they were doing, if they were pulling an Apple and if they were pulling a Google and having Alphabet and then splitting things off from Google, the things that they need to split off, they really can't right now. Oculus is tied into Facebook implicitly. Uh, WhatsApp is tied into Facebook in a number of ways now. And Instagram has been tied in so many ways. I don't even know if it's possible to extricate it. Right. But Facebook is still going to be Facebook. Like, I'm imagining the name changes more around, oh, yeah, our our brand has become unbelievably toxic to in the mainstream. We need to get away from it. Facebook in the last six years has not had a good time in the media. No, no. I, I mean, it's really only gotten worse. It was already I, I feel like there were a number of people that were wary of Facebook, you know, 10 years ago. And yep, every year it just gets more and more Uh, I don't know, dicey to be dealing with them. Well, it's that more and more people have left Facebook because they were trying to get away from the toxicity. Sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of problems around it, but I expect to see the rebranding at Connect in three days and hopefully the unveiling of this new headset. Um, We'll see. It'll definitely be interesting. Yes. Yes, it will. Looking for your next hire is like looking for a diamond in the rough. You're looking for the perfect fit for your team, your required skills, and you need to do it without wasting hundreds of man hours digging through thousands of applications. That's what Indeed is here for. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all of the other job sites combined. That's why more than three million businesses worldwide use Indeed to hire great talent and hire it fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ACP. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alrighty, so that was all the VR stuff and the Pixel stuff. So what is making us happy besides the Pixel 6? Because <laughs> if y'all need a moment to think, I can start. Go ahead. Uh, I'm ready, but go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I'm waiting to hear it. Alrighty, so the... Uh, How am I going to say this? (laughs) Christmas is starting to come up at Walt Disney World. And yes, I know it's before Halloween, but because (sighs) Disney goes absolutely like 
Jingle Bell to the wall. Do, do they still Walt have Disney the World giant con- village that's lit with like 10 quadrillion lights? That was the Osborne Festival, uh, Osborne Family Dancing Spectacle of Lights, or right. it had a really long convoluted wait, name. Wait, wait, like Ozzy the answer Osborne? Is, no. No, oh, okay. different Osborne. Darn. Um, so the light show is not in the park anymore because that part of that part of Walt Disney is now Star Wars. Right. Um, but the spectacle still goes on. It just goes on at the kid, Give Kids the World Village, which is where Make-A-Wish kids and other families stay when they come to Walt Disney World. So it's still used, just not, in, not there. Oh, well, that's a good huh. place for it. Yes, it absolutely is. Okay. It still gets to be seen. It still gets to be enjoyed. It's just out of the way from Disney because Disney just has so much else going on yeah. in that very tiny park. It seemed like an awful but, large number of lights to just, you know, make disappear one year. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're still being used. Uh, but yes, Christmas is arriving at the parks and I'm very happy for that. They've started putting in a couple of the Christmas decorations around Hollywood Studios. We're, fi- oh, we're starting to see more of the merch ramp up, but I just... I'm not a religious person. I am adamantly not a religious person, but I love the I love the secular nature of Christmas. It's a time when everybody just comes together and brings festivity and cheer and enjoys each other's company. It's a time where you get to reconnect with people you haven't seen in a while. It's a time to reconnect with family. It's a time to rest and recharge. Oh my God, I need a recharge. But uh Christmas at Walt Disney World is amazing, whether whatever your religious persuasion is, just the holidays at Walt Disney World are amazing. And I cannot wait to see the basically overnight transformation at uh, Walt Disney World next Monday and Tuesday. Because the day after Halloween, all of that stuff goes away. And out comes those big Christmas trees. Hmm. So that's what's making me happy. What about y'all? Jerry? I have a friend who works for a gaming company. You have friends? Well, I have one friend, (laughs) at least. And it's on, you know, in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. and Maryland. And that's all I'm going to say. He has a Steam Deck because he has to test some of their titles to make sure they're compatible. And I got to play with a Steam Deck. And I'm not even like MKBHD or anything. That thing is sweet. That thing, you know, I, I thought the Nintendo Switch was really cool. It's handheld gaming for the 21st century. I thought the Switch was, you know, a long time coming. Yep. This blows the pants off the Switch as far as raw power and just games that you wouldn't think you'd ever be able to play on a handheld from this company that I can't mention that just play as good as they played on a, on, you know, a mediocre gaming PC. I I am I am totally impressed. This made me so glad that I gave Valve the three bucks or whatever to get in on their pre-order scheme. You know, you had to give them a couple dollars, and then when it comes yeah, up, hold your place in line. Yeah, because I'm I'm totally getting one. I am totally Good. getting one come December. Uh, it's it's feels kind of junky. I'm not gonna lie. I picked it up and I'm like, ooh. It feels like a you remember the oh, no. Oya or but it something. Need to, it doesn't uh, yeah. need to be sexy on the outside though. It just needs to be sexy on the inside. A, a, a switch feels solid, like it's well built, and it's not. Remember how the Galaxy S three used to feel like really bad 
nasty plastic. Just cheap plastic. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's what it feels like. Granted, this is pre-production. That's kind of mm. what it felt like. And I was kind of turned off right away and then turned it on and he signed into his account and I'm, all this stuff there. And I'm sitting here playing these games and doing these things in these games. And I'm like, holy crap. This is really, really good. And it's not just good because I want it to be good. It was genuinely good. And I know a lot of people were worried that it wasn't wasn't going to be good. From what I have seen, and granted, I haven't been able to try all three gazillion games in Steam. And maybe the ones that I got to try were optimized directly for it. But it was worth every penny that that valve wants for the doggone thing if if you're interested in it at all it's probably worth buying and then you can return it if you don't like it i like it yeah i'm definitely interested i'm i'm a little interested too but jerry okay after using the steam deck could you ever go back to streaming gaming on like your phone or the xbox game pass yes yes Uh, i mean the steam deck is good for someone like me I don't get out much. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I'm, I can't go out without help most of the time. I, I can run the convenience store, but I'm not going to go to Disney World on my own. So I, I, I work separate hours from my wife most every day. I just sit here at home and maybe I don't want to sit in front of my gaming PC and play, you know, Diablo Resurrected or whatever. I, I, I uh, with a Steam Deck, I wouldn't have to. I could just kick back in any chair or whatever. That's really good for me, and it's worth the money for me. If you're not someone who spends a lot of time at home, maybe streaming through your phone or or your laptop or something and not investing in the hardware is good for you. But if you're a hardcore gamer, this is the third console to buy. That's if you, especially if you've already got an Xbox and a PlayStation, you might as well do it. You're already in so deep that you, you know, <laughs> you've signed away the rights to your firstborn. Just chip in a few extra hundred and get you a Steam Deck. Oh man, I love it. Well, outside of selling the souls of our unborn children, Nick, what's making you happy this week? <laughs> um, I finally started building my second garden, which has been great. Oh um, yeah. It hasn't Ooh, frozen here real- yet. What's that? Really? Yeah. It- I was gonna say a garden. Garden sounds like a very cathartic way to de-stress after the week that we've had. What you growing down there, Nick? Uh, well, this this is gonna be. Hmm, I don't want to call it a Japanese garden because. Uh, so the centerpiece is a Japanese maple, but the rest of it is not really. It's not supposed to be like a Zen garden or anything. Um, but it's it's really supposed to be like a sitting garden. You know, we gotcha. will have a bench there or whatever. Just kind of enjoy the view. Um, it's on a hill, so it's taking me um, quite a bit of planning and work to, you know, box it out and make it raised and all that stuff. So this is going to be um, a fairly longer term project than the other garden was. Uh, I have my neighbors across the street cut down a tree and I got all the mulch. Mm-hmm. So I basically use that to fill in the bottom to level it out and then I'm going to dump a whole bunch of soil on top of that and get it all in there. So I, I I'm hoping I'll be done by Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's it, wood is at least more affordable now. It's, it's pretty much back to normal prices well, here. How high are you? I mean, what? up in the mountains, not that 
How? Oh, how? Ele- <laughs> I, what elevation I, are I you? I assumed you meant elevation, so we're oh, okay. we're good there. Um, I'm at about three thousand feet where I'm at. We're in a okay, valley, it, so it, it may be wise not to finish it until spring. I was going to say that. I'm not going to plant anything. Under, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. the winter will do a, a number on that mulch underneath the dirt, and that'll be some nice, good planting stuff. Yeah, that that's kind of what I figured, is I'll get all that stuff in the ground, get it ready, and then by the time May rolls around and I'm putting stuff in the ground, it should, yeah. be, it should be pretty sweet. You'll be good that's to go. Wait, you'll have to wait until May to plant stuff where you live? Uh, typically here, you don't want to plant before Mother's Day. Um, I, I made wow. the mistake, I made the mistake last year of going to, there was an herb festival at the Ag Center here and I got, you know, my tomatoes and peppers and all the herbs and all that stuff. And it's, it still froze that week before Mother's Day. And yeah, I didn't you, put them in the ground yet, but I was like, dang, I am glad I didn't actually p- plant these yet. I, same situation. I drive down off the mountain. And you can buy stuff that would probably survive. But by the time I drive back up the mountain to my house, it's not going to yep. live for another month. Yeah. I mean, granted, we have six months of growing weather. So it's not. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's I, not like it's a super short. It's not like New York where you got like four or three, depending and, on where you're at. I mean, as far as like food crops, it's all year round era. People grow cabbage and peas under three feet of snow. I was going to say, yeah, I've grown broccoli, anything in the cabbage family covered in snow. It doesn't give a crap. It keeps growing. (laughs) But as far as like flowers and stuff, yeah, it's a little bit shorter growing season here than it was in Florida. Right. Oh, no, I was thinking about like Texas where you start planting in like, you start planting around spring break or mid-March, sometimes even late February, depending on, because we don't we don't usually get a f- real final freeze that yeah. often. Once we hit, once we've hit spring break, we're usually past that. No, but N- Nick and I want to plant your garden early because everything's going to die by yeah. the time Ju- July rolls oh, around, and dead. then you're going to plant things again around August or the beginning of September, and then that second planting will last you until the freezes in November. Yeah, here here in the Mid Atlantic, you have to be pretty close to the coast. To be able to plan anything in March and feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm planning no, on I'm, building raised boxes eventually so that I can, you know, I, I've already got the windows for it. Stick them on a hinge, close them up, go. and then I can grow basically anything all year round. But that's uh, that's yeah. a project for later down the road. Hit me up. I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what you can grow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might be legal by then. Yeah. <laughs> it might. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that the growing never stops in Florida because... Subtropical, basically subtropical here, which is great because that means that uh, the strawberries are going to be back in season next month, too. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to go there strawberry go. picking again. Enjoy it. Yes. Fresh strawberries all winter long. The only fresh fruit you can't get year round in Florida seems to be oranges. That's because they, I don't know why, that's true. they, that's, they won't that's grow December. a second crop. Nope. They only come out once. You would think that they could figure out a way to genetically modify an orange so it can come out three times a year you'd think i would eat i would eat them but i mean also there's just so many varieties of oranges that are planted in in all parts yeah, of florida but you know there's a you, you mm-hmm. go to the farmer's market and they're good for about six weeks after that the oranges stop being quite so good they're like the oranges that i can buy up here and they don't have that you know delicious florida sugary sweet juice inside them I mean, the mandarin oranges are usually pretty good. What? Those tiny little gold era. 
You, I'm taking away your it's Florida card. It's a cheap, easy snack. I'm taking away your Florida card. Stop. No. No no mandarins, no clementines. Go get some of those ugly green, brown, rusty-looking oranges that they grow out next to the lake and pick one and peel it and eat it, and it tastes like a mandarin, but it's big. Yeah, but I just want a quick, easy snack I can throw in my uh, backpack and then eat in the park while I'm waiting for fireworks. Like, uh, I need this to be something that I can dissect with just the I'm multi-tool just, key on my keychain. I'm just giving you a hard time, Hera. I know. You eat what makes you happy. Although with strawberries coming in, there's no reason to eat anything else until they're all gone. Exactly. Like, the moment strawberry season comes in, it's like, okay, I can kiss everything else goodbye. You are my yeah. priority for the next if, four months. If you're not from Florida or live there, you just don't know. Tell them, Era. Those strawberries oh my, are as big as softballs yes. in there. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't get the the super big ones. The super big ones would be over near uh, Lakeland and Plant City. But uh, the the nursery that I, or the the farm that I go to in North Orlando is... Just super it's, fresh. It's it's you pick strawberries, so you mm. if you know what to look for, you can get perfectly ripe berries. Like yep. you don't even need sugar. Just rinse one off and stick it in your mouth. Yep, you just that's all you need. If you're not not familiar with Central Florida, you just don't know about strawberries. It's you know what I'm moving back. <laughs> we would gla- I would be glad to have you within driving distance, Jerry. You say that until I show up. Well, you're. It, I'm on the second story, so I can't Until put I'm you up here. Until I'm in your parking lot, inebriated, yelling "era!" <laughs> Until you open the window, then you'd change your mind. Yeah, yeah, I would. Alrighty, well, we are all ready to relax. I know. I know Nick and I are ready to de-stress for a little bit after hitting our deadlines today. Because yay. We can actually tell you and show you, oh my God, I have wanted to show y'all Pixel 6 pic- photos for since the moment I laid my hands on the phone, especially like taking it around the park. It's like, oh, this would be a really good tweet. Crap. Oh, look at how pretty. Crap. So now I get to actually share these awesome photos everywhere and watch this space because we're going to show plenty of them. Alrighty, you can find me in all of my fabulous Pixel 6 pictures for the next couple of months at Arawagco. Uh, you can find Jerry at GB Hill. You can find Nick at Guanatu. I'm sorry, Nick. That name just kills me every single time I have to type it out. What is it, Nick? What, what, is it, what does it mean? I think I told you before. It's just, it's just a random name I got when I played uh, KOTOR. Okay, what, but you may have told me before. One or but... whatever. I can't remember when the original came out. I mean, you know me, my short-term memory yeah, shot. Yeah, you're good. So, yeah, that, uh, it, was, it was a random name KOTOR gave me back in the day, and I liked okay. it, so I kept it. I literally Alrighty. tried to figure out what language it was, and nope. it's it's nothing Star I can Wars Google. Star Wars language. Yeah. <laughs> See y'all in the metaverse, and if you haven't, if you pre-ordered your Pixel or Pixel 6, please go buy a good case for it. Right. All right. Not one of them we will see from Google. <laughs> Aw. All righty. We will see y'all later. Bye. See ya. Adios.